1529, and every time before that, the will of God has been an issue, an interesting issue to say the least. When I think about thy will be done, I don't know why, but I think of old television programs. Maybe that comes with age. I don't know. I love Lucy, Andy Griffith, the Honeymooners, oh, and Lawrence Wilk, Saturday Nights. It wasn't one of my favorites, but I think about it. Leave it to Beaver, Bonanza, and some of you can relate to these things. Others, it's like you old people talking about what? But there was another that I loved, and it was Father Knows Best. Now, what do you think the chances are of that making a comeback these days? Slim to none, and I know neither slim nor none. But for us Christians, it would make sense. I mean, for many today, that would seem to say it's a sexist thing. If we're going to say anything or make any TV program, many people would say mother knows best. Or I suppose another would be the kids know best. Or the real optimistic view, nobody knows what's best. It would be difficult to say father knows best unless we're Christians and refer to a different kind of father than the father we grew up with or, or maybe didn't grow up with. We may not question that Father knows best, not as Christians and the children of the Heavenly Father, except maybe on occasion when we scratch our heads and wonder just what the Father's will is. And when we see what we think it is, we can't help but wonder or be discouraged either. But over time, sometimes a short amount of time, sometimes a long amount of time, we can look back and we can see God's will at work. We can see it, if not at present, back over our shoulders. That's what we pray about in this petition. These first four words of the petition, thy will be done in the prayer that Jesus gave us. God's will is really something that is interesting. It's fascinating. It's intriguing, it's puzzling, and the descriptions could go on and on. It is something that we, we long to know more about. We would like our minds to be able to wrap around God's mind and figure out what his will is, even in every respect. The topic, it stretches our minds. And it really makes us go deep. Because God's mind, God's will, it's all so big, so much bigger than you or I or all of us together. Many people, as a result, don't even want to think about God's will. They would rather close their eyes, close their ears, and just live in ignorance or apathy. And just say, I don't want to go there. Many other Christians are afraid to know what God's will is unless it's good news. Then people would like to know what God's will is. And if it's not so good, people would rather not know at all, don't even want to think about it, rather live in ignorance, even to know that God may give them a chance or not. 
And then there's at least another group, and, and maybe more, who would just love to jump into the topic, to think, to talk, to discuss, maybe even to argue and explore the question about what God's will is, how he works. Where are you? I don't know. But the bottom line in many respects is that God's will is his business. It's what he knows. But there's more to it. But ultimately, it is God's will. What he wants to happen, that's totally up to him. However, there are a few howevers. As children, we can always ask. We can always seek. Because God opens the door for us in many respects to look for and to find what his will is. And not even to seek sometimes all that hard what his will is all about. Sometimes he gives us, well, most of the time, almost all the time, he gives us only what we can comprehend. Because quite frankly, we can't understand all of God's will. We're, we're creatures. We're his children. We're incapable of embracing all of it. And yet I can say, because the Bible teaches Largely, we can, and we do know the will of God. We do, and that's where we need to start. Perhaps we know God's will even more than what we think. And he wants us to know about his will. Why wouldn't God the Father, as a good father, why wouldn't he want us to know what he wants, what he wills? It's part of who he is and our relationship with him. And there's a great deal of it that he's made known to us. And what he's made known to us are the things that we really need to know. Let's make sure we understand that first. His will is that we can know the things that we really need to know and focus on. This is why the Bible has come to us. This is why God has spoken his word and had his people record it, even like some of the many words that we heard in the scripture readings tonight. That is exactly why the Bible is in our hands. It tells us how God willed and how things acted in the past. History, which, you know, if you ever divided that word up, history is his story. And there we discover God's will. And not only by looking over our shoulders to understand through his eyes what his will was, he says it forthright, even straightforwardly, as he did in the First Thessalonians reading that I read a few moments ago. He does in the very likes of the Ten Commandments, Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. I mean, we could go through point by point a long list of what God's will is. Even the epistle readings, God moved through men like St. Paul and others to let people know what his will is and was. And if we look big picture, there's something we dare not forget. We need to have closely, sharply etched in our brains the big picture of God's will. Ephesians 1 puts it so very well. Tell you what, why don't we read it together? God's secret plan has now been revealed. It is a plan centered on Christ, designed long ago according to his good pleasure. 
And this is his plan. At the right time, he will bring everything together under the authority of Christ, everything in heaven and on earth. You may know that passage, but perhaps in a different translation, but you know, sometimes it's good to read it in a different translation. And, and this one captures it to be sure. The big picture plan, God's will. Remember what he created. He created everything and he created good. He created human beings, Adam and then Eve, to live in harmony with him, with each other, and with everything that he had created. That was his will. But sin entered the world not in accord with his will. And everything changed, little by little, and then a lot. But God then worked. He still worked more and more to bring us back into his will, to bring us back in align with how he thinks, how he wants us in all the world to be, to ultimately bring us back together through Jesus Christ. That's the story of Lent, the his story of Lent through which we walk these days. Remember what Jesus said, my father's will is that everyone who looks to the son and believes in him shall have eternal life and I will raise him up at the last day. And St. Paul echoed in another kind of way, God wants all to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. If we're going to speak about God's will, that has to be front and center before we understand any other part about his will. And with that, therefore, God's will is that we live in a good relationship, not only with him, but with each other, and that we grow in those relationships. The scripture says it forthright, Peter's second epistle, grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. There is where we learn more and more about God's will so that we can pray, thy will be done. How's that happen? Again, scripture, Philippians says, good work in you to will, God works in you to will and to act according to his good will. In Romans 12, familiar passage here, transformed by the renewing of your mind. All of which is to say God is at work. Taking damaged goods, damaged minds, broken by sin, and renewing them to bring them back more and more into accord with his will. And we can also learn about that will through prayer. Now, a lot of times when you think about prayer, you think about us talking to God. And that is fundamentally the beginning point of prayer. But God listens and God answers. And he answers in all kinds of ways. And thereby we understand his will in a circumstance, small or large. Sometimes he points us back to his word. Often, as a matter of fact, if not directly by reading and understanding and taking it and processing it through the power of the Holy Spirit. Sometimes he answers through circumstances. And we process that as Jesus, the Holy Spirit, lives within us. And maybe even in an usual ways he answers and points us toward his will. Here we pray 
And we make a distinction. When we pray for spiritual blessings, we know those are his will. And so we don't have to say, thy will be done. When we pray for spiritual blessings, we know God wills that. When we pray for other things, then it is important that we pray those words even with meaning. And all this came together in the gospel reading a few moments ago with Jesus in the garden of Gethsemane on the brink of death. He looked, he prayed to God, asking if his will could be turned in a different kind of way to accomplish his purpose three times. Each time he said, nonetheless, your will be done. He was searching for another way. He prayed for another way, but ultimately he submitted to God. And there's that word, submit. I mentioned that a while back, that it's a foreign word to many of us. It's not a word we like to submit. But in the relationship with God, our loving Father, Jesus, our Master, that is exactly what we need to do. And that is exactly part of our prayer when we say, thy will be done. We're praying for a heart that listens and submits. It's not just simply enough to know, to learn, to, to search for God's will, but finding it to submit to it. C.S. Lewis, very deep-thinking Christian, once said, to walk out of God's will is to walk into nowhere. Nowhere. It's important that we know that there is a part of God's will that we never will know, to be sure, that we will never be able to comprehend. We, we just need to understand that. Isaiah put it clearly when he quoted God as saying, my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways. God is God. He's God. We are his creatures. Surprises? You bet. For all that we can know and do know about God's will, he still surprises us. It's important to him and to us because, you see, that's what faith is all about. The unknown, but trusting the one who wills what comes to be. And can you imagine, I do, the timeliness of focusing on this position when the last time we were together in this place, in this sanctuary, over 300 of us were seeking God's will, just as a committee, our call committee, was looking for four weeks and months to discover God's will and to pray over it, to think about it, to talk about it, and to bring to this group of people, you and many others, what they believe to be the will of God. And we prayed and made that known in a resolution. And we continue to pray that the man we called would be the answer to our prayers and to be God's will. And I know that Pastor Taylor, I just know he's praying the very same thing. But there's one more part. There's one more part to this petition. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. This caught my attention somewhere along the way. And the last words really grabbed me and continue to. Thy will be done on earth, right here, right now, as it is in heaven. 
And I got thinking about that. How is God's will to be done in heaven? Perfectly, to be sure. I can hardly imagine that. Perfectly, to be able to carry out God's will and to do it willingly, not under any compulsion or threat, not even close, but perfectly and willingly and wholeheartedly, not just doing God's will, but putting it to work without compulsion to do it joyfully and even enthusiastically. Imagine that. I keep trying. I keep thinking when I pray this prayer, and I hope you can, among other things, begin to do the same. Because you see, in all of this, our goal is to discern God's will, and then, as Jesus expressed, my will is to do the will of him who sent me. Do you remember him saying that? My will is to do the will of him who sent me. That's our goal. That's our practice. It's easy to say these words, but they're powerful. They're rich. They are meaningful. God's purpose in all of this is for us, first of all, to know a lot because he loves us so that we can submit to his will and live it. But also in this prayer, it's so that we remember there's a lot we don't know. And God wants us not to know a lot of his will so that we live in faith and in obedience. With this petition, as well as all the others, I could put the headline, maybe you too, Father Knows Best. God, our loving Heavenly Father. It's a truth to pray for even often and then to submit to. In Jesus' name, amen.